The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen up. So I put the over under on what percentage of the time we talk about food instead of music at 50. <laughs> 50% of the time or yeah. like 50 minutes? No, like as in if the podcast is 30 minutes long, at least 15 of those minutes will be about food and not music. Oh, okay. And that includes intro and outro. Okay, so this could be even us talking about this could be if I choose this for the uh, the cold open. No, no, no. This is meta. This is meta discussion. This is not about food. Oh, okay. This is, yeah, this is about the podcast. Like, that's a whole different category. Even though right now I'm searching hummus because I, I've, I've got to find the, the, the hummus brand the, 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 or the, the hummus flavor that I, that, I, uh, that I like. Oh, where is it, you son of a bitch? How do, how do you not know what? hummus flavor you like i do but i don't remember exactly what it's called and i want to get specific okay that's fair that's fair i mean this because this is a uh you know a a non-branded thing or something i don't know maybe i get sponsorship who knows welcome to season five episode 18 of the better band podcast an all-encompassing trip through the pearl jam catalog i'm your host brandon palomo Each episode, my guest and I go track by track through every album, soundtrack, and single to discover why you simply can't find a better band. Welcome back to the Better Band Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon. Today, we are covering the yield hidden track, Hummus, with... Friend of the podcast, Kevin Lassard. How's it going, Kevin? Uh, it's going good. <laughs> it's going really good. Uh, you know, we're just ticking along over here. Uh, it is just nice being your friend and being a friend of the podcast as well, and a friend to all those Pearl Jam people out there in the world. Yeah, friend in need is a friend. Indeed. Indeed.com. <laughs> don't forget to visit our podcast sponsors indeed.com <laughs> no <laughs> don't you listen to the beginning of this podcast and say there's no commercial interruptions yeah no you're right you're right you're right screw indeed.com don't ever use them yeah but uh this episode is about hummus it is kevin what is your favorite flavor of hummus uh well i've got two answers for you I had I had to give this a lot of thought uh, as I thought more about hummus in the last 48 hours than I think I have in my entire life. <laughs> um, so the go-to hummus that I buy is the store brand hummus at the grocery store we go to, and it is the roasted red pepper flavor. But that's not my favorite. Ah, okay. No, there's a different grocery store brand in our town, Reve, and we don't go there that often because it's on the other side of town. But when we do go there, I always pick up the jalapeno and pine nut hummus. And that mm. is my favorite flavor. It's like a sort of semi, um, um, oh, what the hell is it called with uh, basil and pine nuts? That's uh, pesto. Like, almost, yeah, yeah, almost like a jalapeno pesto. Uh, but the, the jalapeno brings a nice vegetal flavor that I feel like balances the earthiness of the hummus. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I thought a lot about hummus in the last 48 hours. 
hummus hummus is a staple in our household yeah there's a there's there's a specific brand of hummus that we need to get uh my my uh kid loves hummus and if we don't get that specific brand that's that's she she won't eat it she calls this this particular other brand is uh real hummus uh-huh. and everything else she 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 doesn't like but uh the, the when when i when i want to get hummus that i love i go for the trader mm-hmm. joe's spicy hummus ooh nice choice that's probably one of the first hummuses i ever got it's like oh it's like the perfect spiciness and the texture and because some hummuses you get they're kind of grainy and that's not uh that's not good yeah one of one, one of the keys for for uh, this is a, a a tip for the uh, the people at home when you're making your own hummus you have to shell the chickpeas oh yeah yeah you got to get that little uh that little skin off of them and then it helps everything get real smooth in there it's it's very time consuming and it mm-hmm. sucks <laughs> so you could just buy some <laughs> but i guess if you're going to get fancy and make your own right yeah make sure you do that yeah no i i looked up uh recipes for hummus uh in the last 48 hours also to see what it would take to make it and it's it's easy except that i don't know where in germany and i'm sure there is some place and it's just not in a small town in rural bavaria but i don't know where i can buy tahini and so i looked up how to make tahini and i don't know where i can buy raw sesame seeds so i'm just gonna buy hummus You know, there's not in the ethnic food sections. There's not like Middle Eastern section where you can get tahini or. Yeah, there is a there is a Middle Eastern section. You can get dried chickpeas. You can get hummus. Um, but I don't like. I don't know why you would pay five euros for the ethnic section hummus when you can pay two euros for the store brand hummus. But you know, some people think that only one brand of hummus is the real hummus. But. Yeah, they don't have, at least in the store that we go to frequently, they don't have tahini. So, the, in the, the Asian foods, there's there like an Asian food section in there, uh, German grocery stores? There is. So, there is. So, in the, there's one aisle. It's next to the like organic aisle in our grocery store. And it's like the, all the ethnic foods. So, you can get the Eastern European, uh, you know, like, like canned borscht and, and stuff like that mm-hmm. you get some Pickled some beets. right some middle eastern sort of you know the dried chickpeas and a couple of seasonings you get a very small selection of mexican mm-hmm. um so like a couple cans of salsa some tortillas stuff like that and then you've got the american that has you know like twinkies and ding dongs and hot dog buns marshmallow fluff Marsh, uh, not marshmallow fluff, but marshmallows oh, and okay. yellow mustard is the other thing that's always the like French's squeeze hmm. bottle yellow mustard is always in the American section. Peanut butter, uh, peanut butter when the store has it is with the honey. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've got our store memorized. <laughs> so, do, so is is peanut butter not that weird of a thing for Germans, or is it still kind of? I like know a... it. It is a less weird thing only because of the German love for Nutella. Oh, okay. So they they accept the idea of making a sweet spread out of nuts. Mm, Okay. They just wouldn't normally choose peanuts as the nut they would do that with. Oh, yeah. This is a Pearl Jam podcast, huh? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. So the song, 
Um, oh yeah, this this the song is the uh, is the hidden track at the uh, at the end of Yield. Uh, unless you have the vinyl, then it just ends with all those yesterdays. Mm-hmm. If you listen to my all those yesterdays episodes yesterday, oh hey, uh, I wasn't sure, and so then I busted it out and put it on the turntable and was like, nope, that's just how it ends. Okay, no hummus there. So if you have the CD or streaming or the mini disc. Which I have the mini disc of yield. Uh, you get mm-hmm. you get some hummus at the end. Yeah. So on the CD, uh, all those yesterdays ends at four minutes and three seconds, and exactly one minute later, at five minutes and three seconds, hummus begins. And it is a two minute and forty two second long song, as near as I can tell. Um, and I am happy to be corrected in the emails later. Uh, it is in A minor Phrygian mode, which is what gives it that sort of flamenco middle eastern feel despite the fact that it's still a you know in a regularly tuned sort of thing and it just follows an a b a b a b structure Mm -hmm. see i i came correct with the notes about the music theory here hell yeah yes and if you if you have the pearl jam anthology tab book that actually has the tab for hummus uh at the end of all those yesterdays there's a little spot that says uh silence and then on the next page, it starts with uh, with hummus, which is kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah. When I get to Riot Act, I'll see if they have writer's block at the. Uh... Yeah, if they have if they have tab for that. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? So it's strange, I think, that they have that in their tab book, despite the fact that, as near as I can tell, they have never played it live. Yeah, yeah, of course, you know, never, never played it live, and um, I believe you listen to it. There's a. You hear the drums, you hear the guitars, uh, no bass in it. Um, there's kind of like a little keyboard-ish sort of sound at the end. No bass. There is a tambourine part, and there is lyrics. Lyric. Yeah. <laughs> Hummus. <laughs> and so I also uh, I couldn't find any information about who wrote it or any of the the details. I'm hoping that you've found more than I did about that, about the details of the recording or anything. But oh, I no, did no, find no, no. out. <laughs> no, I did no, find yeah, out that the. Uh, yeah, don't really know who wrote this. It's probably it's it's uh, possible that it was a. I've 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 seen some people posit that it's Jack Irons wrote the music for it because it's weird. Yeah, but um, it, it could possibly also be either just Stone or just Mike, and then double you know just retract the guitar, just one of the other of them. Uh, Playing both of the playing both of the guitars, which is why it kind of uh, only has two guitars and no bass. And that's possible. I think that that is unlikely, only because of the fact that they pan the guitars in the normal way, the left-right pan, mm-hmm. and because the tone in the mics in the left ear. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, usually. it's usually the left. 
Yeah, and the tone in the left ear sounds more Mike-ish. It has more of those highs from a from a Stratocaster, and and so I I assume just on listening to that, unless unless whoever recorded it very deliberately sort of mimicked the other guitar player when they recorded those tracks, I assumed that both of them played on it. Mm-hmm. But I did also uh, find some information that in 1997, presumably when the track was recorded, that uh, retail sales of hummus in the United States were approximately five million U.S. dollars. Oh, <laughs> as, as opposed to in 2014, it was nearly seven hundred million U.S. dollars. Whoa! <laughs> so I, I'm not saying that this song caused a 100 per, like a 10,000% increase in hummus sales in the United States. But I'm just saying between 1997 and now, that's how much it's increased. And the only thing that's changed in that time is this song. <laughs> the absolute only thing that has changed. <laughs> right. Yeah, because I can tell you, I never had hum- I never ate hummus before listening to this song. Well, there you go. You're a convert. Yeah. It's not exactly when I, uh, you know, started eating hummus but you know that wasn't but there is a strict demarcation of before hummus and year of hummus and uh this song is in the before hummus time but but it's the only thing that changed (laughs) in your life in that period right well i'm becoming vegetarian but you know that's right yeah and that's kind of the the rule that you know if you are vegetarian you have to eat hummus because you know it's good on stuff Mm -hmm. it's great on stuff and it's high in protein yeah. yeah. Have you, have you uh, ever tried any dessert hummus? Have you seen that at all? Uh, I have never seen it. I was only made aware of it reading the hummus Wikipedia page yesterday. <laughs> um, I didn't know that such a thing existed, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. Yes, I've, I've seen snickerdoodle hummus and brownie hummus mm. and have not had a desire. I think uh, hummus, it's got to be... It's got to be savory. How I uh, how I feel about it. I have seen tahini brownies. Yeah, so yeah, I can yeah. see the sort of chocolate hummus mix working. But I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm a savory hummus guy. So how were you introduced to hummus? We're talking about food this whole time. We've got to start talking about this track at some point. <laughs> um, but before we do, uh, how how were you introduced to hummus? Like, do you remember your losing your hummus? Um, yeah, I'm not going to put that that way. Do you remember the first time you had um, hummus? <laughs> are you asking me, Brandon, when was the first time you heard of hummus? There you go. That's that delivery I'm looking for. <laughs> Let's see. The, the, uh, I remember I went vegetarian, and um, one of the people that I was aware of, I think that that, that talked a lot about um like uh, animal advocacy and 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 stuff like that. Who that that's kind of how I got into into being vegetarian and stuff like that. He uh, would talk about hummus and stuff like that all the time. And uh, so I was like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna try some of that some of the hummus stuff. I'm gonna try some hummus. And you know, everybody says, uh, you know, it's a uh, oh hummus and pita pita chips or pita bread or something like that. And I was just kind of like, eh, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. I'm not a real pita fan. And I think I think yeah. I. I I don't know about the first time, but I know at one point trying it with uh, pita chips or something. I was like, "Ah, screw that! Just regular tortilla chips." And I believe it was—I believe it was Trader Joe brand. It was probably the first one that I uh, 
that I tried. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think it was just the right. Yeah. I think it was like the regular one or the spicy one that I tried first. Um, and it was like, oh yeah, this mm-hmm. is good. This is good. Just good with some uh, regular chips or putting it on a uh, putting it on a sandwich instead of uh, mayo or something like that, and uh, some uh, some good flavor. Yeah, it's also great on pretzels. I can I can oh, attest yeah. to that. If you're in a place where you can get hot fresh pretzels, hummus on pretzels is the bomb. Even just even just uh, hard pretzels, like the little mini uh, you know pretzels like that. Just dip it in something. Oh man. Yeah, my my first time was an accident. I was in a kebab shop in New Zealand, and I got the wrong kebab. Mm-hmm. And whoever's kebab I got had, like, I saw it as an option, as a spread on your kebabs, and I just never got it. And I got someone else's kebab, and they had ordered it with hummus. Mm-hmm. And I was hooked. Like, it was amazing. It's, a, it's great on a kebab. Mm. Do you know what I'm talking about when I, I'm talking about a kebab? I know that's not really an American thing. The yeah, it's uh, it's just it's just meat on a stick, right? Basically. Uh no. Okay. Well, yes and no. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, outside of the U.S., what a kebab is is they they have the big sort of upright rotisseries of chicken or lamb or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they they slice it off and they'll either put it into a a Turkish burrito or into oh, like okay. a sandwich. And that's when I say kebab, that's what I'm more talking about. No, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I guess the 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 sort of categorically in there with uh, pita, I guess pita sandwich or whatever like that that you get from like a, a Greek place or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, same uh, same sort yeah. of category. Usually same same ingredients, just different bread. Yeah. So yeah, the track. <laughs> um, it's uh good. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's 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 kind of I think with um. Ending the album with all those yesterdays, as you listen, as you as you heard on the last episode, it uh, it sort of uh, brings closure to the album, I think. And then this, you know, if you still listen to it, you're still listening. You're like, oh, hey, there's still you know a couple minutes left. Oh, I'm gonna listen to it. Sort of comes in, and you're just like, oh yeah, what's this coming in? Oh yeah, this is kind of cool. And, and you know, it's kind of going, and then it starts like building, and you're like, oh yeah, I want to dance around and you know, kind of Opa. I don't know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I got more of like a drum circle-y field than like a you know. Everyone's just kind of like you know in a drum circle and playing it loose, man. It's like, oh yeah, we're speeding up. Like yeah, man. And there's like some lady with like scarves dancing in the middle. Oh yeah, 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 belly dancing. I don't know. That's the thing. Yeah, people get people gotta. This song really needs to. I think just like get out there and get more well known. I think I don't know why any. A food company that makes hummus or something like that hasn't like tried to license the song saying like Pearl Jam will give you however much money you want. We'll donate. We'll do anything to get this song mm-hmm. <laughs> for our commercial campaign. And I don't think and like, you know, most you know regular people wouldn't even know that it was Pearl Jam. Wouldn't mm-hmm. think that they would sold out or anything like that. Yeah. And I think even like hardcore fans wouldn't even be like, you know what? Even though we like Pearl Jam and they're like damned man and down with Ticketmaster and all that sort of stuff, this is great that yeah. <laughs> this song is being used for a hummus commercial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I think the only person who would really care is Ed, and he's really the only one who has to make the decision. <laughs> so I don't think we'll ever get that. I don't know. Who knows? I feel like like every 
everyone else in the band is like yeah sure whatever more money and the fans are like yeah you know it makes sense but ed's the one who would be like no absolutely not never that's my opinion i don't know his his, i don't think his kids are in college yet so i think once (laughs) well who knows what kind of stuff they'll uh they'll start doing once uh once that happens yeah that's a good point yeah we might start hearing like jeremy and car commercials is that uh, i don't know about that song uh, okay maybe alive given to fly being in an airline commercial maybe. oh hey that's a good <laughs> fit i like that one <laughs> but this song yeah i think um don't really know what else to 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 say about it right I, i've seen some people say that kind of compare this to the uh, rem song underneath the bunker from document i believe Yeah, I've I've seen that comparison also, and I guess you know, okay. Yeah, that kind of sound ish, I guess, uh, in another band. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I never got I never got the. Uh, so when I first heard it, my first thought was that it was more Spanish than Middle Eastern. Yeah, yeah. And so I was kind of like it, it felt sort of not right that they would be yelling hummus i more of expected them to yell something like tapas or mm-hmm. ole yeah and i wonder how much of people's coloring like how many people listen to it and only think middle eastern because ed's yelling hummus i assume that's ed do we know that that's ed yelling hummus yeah it sounds like yeah him. yeah so i, I, think, I, do... I think it is it sounds like him yeah i thought so too yeah so i wonder whether people only only make a Middle Eastern connection on that song because he yells hummus instead of Olay. Well, there is the the historical sort of Middle Eastern influence on Spain. Right. And go Spanish yeah, music. The more period. Some, yeah, some of the uh, uh, the musical sort of modes that they use in flamenco and stuff like that, I think are uh, similar to Arabian sort of music and stuff like that, I believe. Yeah, they would have been been attempting to imitate Arabian semitone scales on on more European instruments. Yeah, so there's there's that connection there. So I really wanted to talk about the song mostly because I am mostly because I should speak more correctly is what my wife always tells me. Um, <laughs> I wanted to talk about the song mostly because I really liked Jack's performance on it. Mm-hmm. It's not one of his more complex songs as far as as what he does on it but it's really energetic and i feel like it sort of drives the song and especially you know at, at the end during the accelerando in the last uh refrain
uh, it just kind of builds and builds, but it's just the right amount of percussion. And the he does a because it's in three four the song, mm-hmm. and he's doing kind of a two over three beat. So on the one hand, you get sort of like the one two three one two three, and on the other, you get a one two one two, and that's it's a difficult thing to do for new drummers. And at the time I was still a relatively new drummer when I first heard this. And so I was really impressed with that. And that's what always drew me to this song. And so I've always been a all the way through listener of yield to get to this last song. And it's, that's the uh, sort of, I guess, Jack's goodbye too, going just from the, uh, the albums, stuff like that. I mean, uh whale song, I think is the last sort of official Jack Earl jam song. That was released, but I don't know how many people sort of went out and mm-hmm. got the music for our mother ocean or whatever and was like, oh, yeah, got to listen to this because it's because <laughs> it's Pearl Jam and it's weird. And it's, there's Ebo and then <laughs> uh, Jack singing on it. And so, yeah, that is kind of odd. But it's uh, interesting that he sort of comes in on a last track on an album and leaves on a last track on an album. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he, he wouldn't leave. I think in a in a middle track of an album. Well, <laughs> well, like, you would like, think that. Oh, well, uh, maybe. Uh, I guess. Well, yeah. I guess Dave. <laughs> it was the second to last <laughs> yeah, track exactly. left on. So, uh, you get a point there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Jack. I I love that the Jack Irons period in Pearl Jam just for its like weirdness Mm -hmm. and it's it's a pleasant weirdness it's not like an off-putting weirdness but it's definitely I loved that I love Jack's influence on the band in that time and that sort of like oh let's uh let's try this out yeah it's it's a real sort of feeling your your way feeling your oats is that what people say yeah they're sowing your oats but is there is there yeah no you can feel your oats also you can feel them and then sow them okay (laughs) but sort of you know we're gonna leave that (laughs) but just kind of experimenting and and seeing it's like okay you know yeah i was like we're the biggest band in the world okay we've got a a drummer who has you know we kind of wanted originally and um He's 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 been in the music industry for a long time, and you know we're we're glad he's here and everything, and he's kind of pulling us together and kind of you know we're having fun again, and so you know let's 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 try this stuff out, let's let's see what let's see how this goes, and 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 yeah, it, it it sort of just like sets sets them up for for the rest of their career and stuff like that, and I think mm-hmm. it's really I don't know I, I, everybody always talks about Dave and the. Yeah. Uh, the two albums that he worked on and everybody's kind of like, eh, yeah, the Jack album, whatever, no code or whatever, mm-hmm. or they kind of, of, of minimize his, I think, um, his contribution, I think to the, to the two albums that he was a part of, I think especially yield too. in, in doing these episodes and listening to it, it's like, Oh, you know what? It's like, yeah, this, this, this is a great kick-ass album. It really is. And it's got some of the, exper- yeah, it's got some of the experimentalism, from you know vitology and no code but it is a really cohesive album Mm -hmm. and it really sort of like all the songs you know they sound even though you know people wrote the songs and then came in with them and they didn't really write you know songs together and everything like that they kind of just worked uh, apart and then fleshed them out and stuff like that when they were together it's they all sound of that particular time and they all sound 
like everybody was kind of on the same page and everybody was working on those songs and they they do sound very like i said cohesive and and real it sounds like an album instead of just a collection of songs and it's a very mature album as well Mm -hmm. it it comes with a lot more sort of uh mature bravado i think is like like you can tell they really feel the power they have over the music here whereas in some of the early albums you felt the feeling that the music sort of led them rather than the other way around you were able to grab the comet's tail and you know not uh let the uh the asteroid smash into them does that make sense (laughs) <laughs> it does yeah no no, that's good and in that sense hummus is a good way to to end the album because it's you know there there is a a deliberateness about the song i feel like like even though it's sort of funny in a jam and just sort of tacked on in the end like like it's okay to be funny and jam but to do that and do it well and say okay this is the mode we're playing in and this is the feel that we're going for and to have the cohesiveness to sort of all be going in that direction even though it's not it's not sort of in the pocket of what Pearl Jam had done before or was doing mm-hmm. is a, a testament to where they were as a band at the time that they recorded the album. See, we talked about the track yeah. and not just the food. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what people listening to this podcast would expect. <laughs> yeah. I, I think everybody kind of, you know, they see this popping up in their podcast feed. It's kind of like, Hmm, how much are they going to talk about food? And how much about the actual song? Is there going to be anything to say about the actual song where there'll be a regular song and don't really say much about it? So I, I, I fear, Brandon, that this may be the stupid mop of your podcast. No. This may be the one that everyone skips. Wouldn't stupid mop be the stupid mop of the podcast? <laughs> no, because people will actually be curious what we have to say about stupid mop. No one's going to... Be like, well, I know what they're going to talk about. They're going to talk about the food and not the track. And they'll just like skip right into break or fall. Well, no, I don't know. Cause I don't know. Cause I got, uh, we got some, uh, live on two legs tracks that I'm going to, I'm going to pop in those, 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 oh, yeah. yeah, we're going to cover, we're going to cover those oh, songs. Yeah. With the, uh, untitled, uh, MFC, uh, intro improv sort of thing. And, mm-hmm. uh, also fucking up gonna cover so yeah got those episodes oh, okay and and so and at this Leather point Man. we're well into the podcast and if you're hearing this then you've already oh yeah Leather sorry Man. what were gonna say but yeah so if you're if you're if you're listening to this podcast at this point it's too late for this plea but Please download and listen to this anyway. Yeah, all you it's have to do it. is get get uh, all those yesterdays, and you get this for free. Yeah, they tack it on at the end. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And as an album completionist, you know I'm always advocating start at track one and listen through to the, to the typewriter. Um, and. I'm going to advocate for that again. Listen to the end. It's you can't get the whole story right. if you don't know the ending. But uh, we wrap we wrap these things up. I uh, I ask my guests what's something you think uh, people should do for other people to try to make the world a better place. Something to uh, uh, share the light, as it were. Um, there is something that I've been thinking about a lot, and something that I've been working on. Uh, for myself and that is being empathetic and putting myself in other people's shoes and 
especially in situations where I would normally be upset with people or or be angry at people and to really focus on taking the time within myself and think about what they're going through, how they're seeing the situation that we're in and trying to to project some empathy onto them and into those situations so that I don't do something hurtful to someone else. And so as as much as it's as much as that's not so much bringing a positive as it is eliminating a negative, mm-hmm. I still think it's something worth doing in your life. I don't know if I'll leave this 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 uh this thing in, but do, do don't you isn't it kind of I don't know, bullshit not fair that when it's it's always up to the people who are doing good or trying to trying to do something good to have to clean up after everybody else is like you're you're you know you're the responsible one you're always the one it's like okay well you know there's these shitty people over here and you know they're kind of causing a problem or whatever it's like okay i'm gonna try to be understanding for you and i'm gonna try to to you know make you understand get on to to where i am with people and and you're not giving me the effort or the the energy to to prove that you belong on this playground or whatever that it's it's always just kind of I don't know because but I don't know how else you would then expect then want to act too just as like oh well screw you you're you're treating me crappy so I'm going to treat you crappy and that doesn't really make you a good person if you do that but then it's also how are you supposed to hopefully bring them up and and bring them to your side if you don't act like that if you don't show them you know how to be empathetic and how to hopefully treat other people with respect and empathy you know if you if you don't show it to them and it's kind of like it's like well i got this this is the this is the path i need to take these are the the um the steps i have to i have to walk in order to try to get you to follow me and if if you do then awesome great but then you know, if you don't, then I've just sort of wasted time or I just sort of, you know, well, I guess what did I expect? But, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And it kind of, you know, the, the people who are acting in bad faith are never going to, well, I don't know about never, but they're not going to on their own try to come up to that level or try to change where, you know, it's the people who are responsible who have to have that responsibility, I guess. And I look at it more as... I'm not doing it because I want those people to change. Mm-hmm. It's I'm doing it because I want I want to to see the good in them from myself. I want my perspective of them to change. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's some and it and it's easy to get into the sort of bargain mindset of oh well if I'm nice to these people then they'll be nice and I I also try not to do that. I you know, I'm not trying to change them. I'm not I I would hope that the the people who I would call nasty in the world would change, but I'm not going to expect that. I'm not going to, you know, make that a requirement to deserve my empathy. I'm just going to do what I can to my own perspective in those situations um, to be as empathetic and understanding as I can. And what comes of that comes of that. And it doesn't matter what I deserve or what other people in the world deserve of their behavior. It just mm-hmm. matters how you respond to the behavior you receive. Yeah. There we go. So that's uh, probably a lot more deep than people were expecting when they downloaded hummus. <laughs> I'm 
full of surprises. That's why that's if if you're listening, you know, that's why you listen. It's like I want to hear what can possibly be said or what can possibly I want my mind blown by this episode. And guess what? You got it. Yep. Completely blown. Trader Joe's spicy hummus. Mm-hmm. I want to try the sriracha hummus, but oh my of god. Of course, you know, you have to Is sriracha you, you hummus to, a thing uh, in America? Yeah. What? They have Trader Joe's sriracha hummus. Yes, and I I will also add sriracha into regular hummus too from time to time. Uh, but uh I, you, you talk about oh. mind blowing, dude. <laughs> you just <laughs> Hold on, I've got to go to my kitchen. I'll be right back. <laughs> But, you know, everybody knows how parking at Trader Joe's is. So, you know, it's a, it's a, uh, mm-hmm. it's a, it, it's a, it's a treat. It's a real treat when uh, I'm feeling up to that task. Well, I'm just going to go buy some regular hummus and a bottle of sriracha and, <laughs> and uh, just eat my COVID sorrows away. Just <laughs> thanks for coming on, Kevin. It's always good talking to you about Pearl Jam and. Man, about food, I guess. <laughs> Ditto, man. I can't wait to to break some pita bread and have some hummus with you again. Oh yeah. Once, uh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Whenever the world, if the world ever isn't crazy again, then when that happens, there will be when you're when you're when you're cleared for international travel. Yeah. When when your country is is cleared to receive visitors again. <laughs> the Better Brand Podcast is produced by ListenUpReno.com and Brandon Palomo and published using a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 4.0 license. Please visit creativecommons.org or email listenupreno at gmail.com for more details. All Music Played is owned by their respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. You can subscribe to the Better Brand Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from betterbrandpod.com using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Better Brand Pod. I'm on Twitter at Brandon P. B-R-A-N-D-E-N-P. If you like the job I'm doing here, you can go to ko-fi.com slash Brandon P and leave me a $3 tip. Or give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to tell your friends. If you would like to be a guest on a future episode, send an email to betterbrandpod at gmail.com we're sending you insights and stories you'd like to share, and I'll read them on next week's season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank my guest Kevin, and as always, this is Brandon saying, Now Marge, you can't blame all of Bart's problems on your one little speech. If anything turned to bad, it's that time you let him wear a bathing suit instead of underwear. <laughs> <laughs>